hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin', the only show that is it's celebrating the holidays, but it's not going crazy because that might constitute Funkin', and we need to save some energy for Munkin'. I'm your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Brera. Andre, how are you? Jake, I just want to wish you a very Merry Christie, as usual, mm-hmm. and uh, and, and to every and to everybody that's listening as well. I hope you guys have a good uh, holiday, all things mm-hmm. considered. Absolutely, I cannot echo that sentiment anymore. It also would be weird if I were to wish people a Merry Christie, so I'm not going to do it. Um, okay. But yeah, we're, here about, we're, tra- we're here to talk about another celebration, though. Um, a celebration that's yeah. not tied to a specific date. We're talking about Mr. Monk in the in the wedding. He's at a wedding, man. Yeah, you know, um, I watching the episode. I was dubious about whether he'd actually be attending, but sure enough, Mr. Monk did mm-hmm. go to a wedding. I, that's the thing. I think you know there's some lies out there these days, some fake news. But when the episode title tells you that Monk's going to go to a wedding, Monk's going to a wedding. Um, now yeah, I feel yeah, like I should have known better. Yeah, I feel like you're a good wedding guest. I imagine that you're uh, a good guy to bring to a wedding. Uh, yeah, you know, I for the longest time, it's funny because I didn't go to a lot of weddings growing up because, like, when you're a kid, both your parents don't really want to bring you around. Yeah. Or at least that's what it was like for me. Correct. Um, so, but eventually, when I did, yeah, I'm a great time. I love, mm-hmm. I love talking to people. Love talking to their families. Mm-hmm. Uh, great wedding guest. If you guys, anybody yeah. needs a guest, mm-hmm. let me know. See, uh, famously, I was gonna go to your sister's wedding with you in New York, but because uh, you had, because you had a plus one, but you had broken up with that girlfriend, and I was living in New York, but you ended up getting the plus one rescinded, which is fun. But I, I haven't been to too many weddings, mostly just because you know I'm That's not. That's right. I forgot yet. about that. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, that was like look, two years ago. Look at that! Just yeah. you know, always throwing the lifeline out to Jake Christie. Yeah, you know, I was uh, yeah, it was gonna be a lot of fun, but no, uh, I haven't been to a ton of weddings just because it's a combination of my age and also because like my brothers have been to more weddings than me because when you go to school, college in Florida, people tend to get married earlier. So uh, like, oh, I see. Okay, like I don't know. Like I I have a lot of friends who are in their mid twenties, and whereas in Florida, it's perfectly normal to get married in your mid twenties, whereas my friends. It's, perfectly normal for them uh to not shower for three days in the mid 20s um right and and right now right now or like actually from the age of like 28 until now it's like the prime for Mm. like my age group um yeah most people didn't get married before then to be exactly yeah and the thing is the thing that i'm excited about too is because i know that a lot of times if you have get married very young not an open bar and that basically like i'll be honest with you we better be if we're not like first cousins are closer. I don't know if I'll go to your wedding if you're not going to the bar. Just like, well, why am I going to go? Not only that, but there's a special ring in hell saved for people that have cash bars. Just yeah, completely disrespectful. Exactly. So anyway, yeah, I, I know that I definitely I'm I'm always a good time at anything like weddings, mostly because like I think like you, um, I actually don't know if this is fully like you, but you ever like see something on the internet where someone's like like I'm looking for advice, like how do I like uh you know be more sociable at parties and stuff like that and i'm always like your problem is you just don't like people like if you just like i like talking to people like i don't yeah, like yeah, how, how do i talk to someone's like mom or dad or cousin i don't know because i like talking to people <laughs> like it's yeah it's, no, it's, same <laughs> and even and even more so when you get a couple of drinks and you exactly the filter is off and the thing is and then i'll be honest with you do you ever meet them ever again no but at things like that you meet friends for life you know what i mean for sure you're, for you're, sure you're, you're, for sure but it's not only that, but it's like 
when you go to a wedding, uh, I mean, especially, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, our generation, um, the expectation is that shit's going to pop off. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to be exactly what you think. People I think are going to I, I think that, I think that shit, I think that that's actually not just our generation. I think shit has been popping off of weddings for a while. Okay, okay. I maybe, think that yeah. that's, uh, I think that that's a staple of weddings. Um, but anyway, yeah, shouts to, uh, weddings. Um, shouts to all the people who are postponing their weddings till after COVID. No shouts to the people who had their weddings anyway. Uh... They, and, you know, really just shouldn't have done that. I'm, I'm trying to be... For sure. He's trying to be charitable. Uh, well, I'll say, and I'll, this will be a good transition, mm. shout-outs mm. to people that are getting married at Pebble Beach. Yes, yes. Shout-outs to Pebble Beach. Um, truly a beautiful place. Uh, and that's where this episode takes place. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, old Monterey County. But anyway, we don't start off there. Well, we do start off there, but we don't start off at yeah. the titular wedding. We start off at another wedding where this uh, photographer, who we eventually learn is named... Ruddle? Ruddle? Something Ruddle. It's a dumb name. Frank Ruddle. Frank Ruddle. Frank Ruddle. He's taking some photos, and then he gets on a phone call, and he's basically... You immediately tell. It's it's a blackmail phone call. Like Oh, 100%. And he's like, okay, we'll leave it in the hotel spa. And so he's there's a little dead drop going on. And uh, something is left in the hotel spa for him. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it also, let's just say that uh, this is not the most um, sympathetic uh, murder victim. No, not at all. He's, once again, he's blackmailing someone. And he's also, like, just seems like a sleazeball in every way. I think that's probably what the casting call said, was uh, looking for sleazeball, five foot seven. Oh, man, don't tell, don't put him at my height. He's shorter than me. Oh, sorry about that. I mean, I'm only 5'8", so like, you know, I'm I, I, five, 5'5", five, sorry. Um, but anyway, yeah, so he, uh, he's, he goes to the spa and he finds an empty envelope, which I think is just a cruel joke played by the murderer. He didn't, the, the murderer, excuse me, she, she didn't need to leave anything. No, she didn't. Um, but you know what? Like, eh, yeah, so the logistics of this murder has me like puzzled in a set, in a way, yeah. because clearly, okay, so he gets on the phone after that, you know, basically saying like, is this a joke? Like, what the hell are you I'm going to call the doing? FBI. Yeah, I'm going to call the FBI and all this shit, and they end up hanging up and whatever. And he takes his phone out again and calls him back, and the phone all of a sudden rings in the room. Like, did you not notice that anybody was in the room with you, like, mm-hmm. at all? You have no self-awareness? Yeah. But I guess not. It's definitely trying to go for, like, a thriller trope, and it's like, this is just, the logistics don't work. Uh, right. But he ends up walking over towards the phone, and uh, little does he know that the murderer... Um, who goes by a lot of names, so I called her the bride through most of my notes. Um, either that or uh, Ashley Williams, who's the actress, uh, picks up a rock, hits him over the head, and he falls into a mud bath, which yeah. um, definitely is one of those things that like I've never seen in person, but I'm sure is real. Um, a nice, relaxing mud bath. Have you ever taken a mud bath? Well, I haven't, but I can, and it, it, it'll harken back to a previous uh, uh, reference that you made. Uh, I think the last time I remember seeing like a mud bath like this is uh, the one that Angelina Jolie got out of and in, wanted. In the film <laughs> wanted, yeah, I was like, yeah. except I don't know if that's. I think that's a. It's some type of thing in that where you like heals you. God, that movie is just like, not good. It's just really, yeah. it's just really disappointing how how that movie's it's not bad. good. Um, it's bad. Yeah, so uh, he ends up going in there and he clearly like drowns. Um, bad, honestly, a, a, a crappy way to go. Um, all things considered. Yeah, a real uh, cruddy way to go, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the theme song, then the police station. And it's our good friend Randall Disher's birthday. Happy birthday, Randy. 
Yeah, happy birthday. Uh, they don't reveal what his age is? Nope. Um, you know, and good for him, you know. He, that's that's between him and his uh, driver's license. Um, and so they bring it out, and they sing, you know, for he's a jolly good fellow, because they can't get the rights to happy birthday. Happy birthday, right. Yeah. Um, I bet you the guy that wrote that song is fucking pissed that he didn't put that on That's or guy or girl. Yeah, I think that I think that that song probably predates copyright by a copyright. Bit. It's okay. also like a drinking song, so I imagine it's probably like I don't know if you could, you know, trace back. But I think you, that is a good point. You, all, I wouldn't think you could trace back the Happy Birthday song, but uh, yeah. Um, anyway, there's cellophane over the cake, and although this doesn't work out. I think that in theory, this is a good idea. <laughs> I mean, it is. I, if you could find a way to get that cellophane to come off the cake real nice, then sure, that's yeah. a million dollar idea. Otherwise, yeah. disaster. And not not only does it not come off the cake right, when Randy goes to blow out the candles, the cellophane sets on fire. Right. Uh, is cellophane flammable? It's gotta be, right? I think so. Um, I It's hard to say. I don't know what is and isn't flammable. Um like I, it really. Yeah, that that, remi- that reminds me of. Uh, I, I don't know if you're a big Simpsons head. Uh, I'm not, but uh, go. But but there was an episode where Doctor Nick, who's like the foreign, like I, guess, I, like, I know, I know this, I know the Simpsons characters. Like okay, hello okay, again, okay. everybody. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. Hello, everybody. Well, uh, so yeah, he accidentally burns down like his practice, mm. and they cut to him, and he's just like inflammable means flammable. What a country. <laughs> that is true. Inflammable. Uh, also is the same thing as flammable, which is, that's actually dumb. Like, that's just bad. Whoever made that decision, um, should be ashamed of themselves. Um, but anyway, uh, Natalie, at this point, gets a phone call. And it's this dude named Roger, who is apparently standing her up for a wedding where the rehearsal dinner is that night. But Um, why? Okay, it's his appendix, but his appendix technically didn't burst yet, so... Listen, as someone that's gone through this relatively recently, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's painful no, until, until um, it comes out. Yeah, and also, the funny thing about that did technically burst is because, like, as far as I know, like, if it bursts inside of you, you're, like, really in a bad... It, you're, you're I don't in know bad if you die, shape. but you're in really bad shape. No, you could die of, like, sepsis. Exactly. Right. Because it's basically like, you know, isn't it like, like dead tissue based? Not like, it's like infected tissue. It's like tissue. a bunch of bacteria. Yeah, yeah, like a bunch of bacteria that like spreads in your body if it bursts. Yeah. So that's not And good. so, so, I, like, I feel like it's pretty routine before it bursts. But if it's bursting inside you, you're kind of, you're fucked. So Roger yeah. got had an out. Um, and so she still needs a date to this wedding. Um, and right. uh, Monk can't go. There's like eight right. or nine reasons he can't go. Right. He's got eight reasons. Bumps it up to nine. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, and yeah, exactly. It, it, and then, of course, Netflix had to steal this the whole scene's thunder and make 13 reasons why. Um, I'm sorry. It was either that or a million reasons uh, by Lady Gaga, and I went with 13 reasons why because it was a lot. It was there was less reasons in between um, for me okay. to get it. Um, but then Natalie was basically trying to figure out who. Who else to take? She's asking, like, right. is so-and-so, uh, did he get, uh, is that still the girlfriend? Or that perp for so-and-so, did he, uh, is he going to jail? Which the, I love. The breaking and entering guy. Yeah, uh, yeah he's kind of cute. Yeah, apparently not cute enough to get bail money. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, and as this is happening, what's also going on? Um, well, Disher, well, that Disher? Yes. Yeah, Disher's, uh, you know, kind of trying to 
poke himself into uh, into getting the invite. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think Disha would be a great wedding guest. I think so too. He says he has his own talks, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. And I like this little exposition dump that's in the background that you don't realize until the end where he mentions something about Philadelphia or going to Temple yeah. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, back he was good when he went to Temple, he was a top in Philly. Um yeah, he's, yeah. He's a little exposition. You see this I think this episode is actually pretty good at peppering stuff in where you don't cuz a lot obviously a lot of times in most crime shows because there's only 42 minutes, you kind of know that every piece of information becomes relevant and um right. speaking of things that are relevant. Well, this is actually not that relevant technically to the case. But uh, when Natalie ends up relenting and lets Randy come, um, she oh, but you haven't the, even mentioned who's getting married. I know that's what I was gonna say. She pulls out the wedding uh. invitation, and it's her brother. It's uh, it's her brother's wedding, and uh, there's it sees Jonathan Davenport, and they say, oh, Davenport, uh, like the toothpaste, because apparently in this universe there's Davenport toothpaste. I understand that the Coldgate family probably didn't want to be portrayed in this, but um, anyway. Did, I mean, I. What do you think about this this uh, development this about Natalie's backstory? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it just kind of makes me respect her more that she doesn't want to take her family's cash. You know, mm-hmm. she'd rather like be a bartender, or, like you know, do odd jobs, and you know, she'd rather be on her own, which mm-hmm. is great because like we meet her family later, and they are not the greatest. They suck. People. They're just yeah. the worst. Honestly, it's honestly just really the mother. Um, the other no, two, okay. like Jonathan, doesn't do anything bad, and the dad is not on screen that much, but. Right, okay, well, this is the funny thing about this whole episode, because, like, in when last week, when we wrapped up and we saw, me and my girlfriend saw basically what the next episode was going to be, we saw that it was going to be starring, or guest starring Holland Taylor, mm-hmm. which, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's true or not, I'll show you a picture, maybe you've seen her, but my girlfriend kind of bears a resemblance to uh, Sarah Paulson. It's just for everyone listening, Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor are uh, longtime girlfriends, um... Yeah, and so, like, this whole episode, like, I was just watching, I'm like, man, your girlfriend's such a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, yes, Holland Taylor is great in this episode. Uh, she's, I mean, just really nails it in terms of you hating her. But anyway, yeah, so she, Natalie basically is like, does this change anything that, uh, you know, my family's the Devonport Toothpaste Company, um, it's, you know, super loaded. Um and they she, they say no, but you know it's it is it's a development, and I think that it's a, I think I agree with everything you said that I think it makes her character much richer, and I think that it it adds no a pun so- intended. that's true yeah, <laughs> it adds like a certain like um like I think that she has definitely even though she's nicer to Monk than Trona was you could there's just definitely like a gritty backstory of like she's very independent like fiercely independent emphasis on fiercely um and we get to see some of why later um and even though yeah. this episode tries to tie it neatly in a bow i don't think it deserves to be but we'll get to that <laughs> yes uh, i completely agree yeah um so uh we cut to the wedding and holland taylor uh natalie's mother peggy is just completely micromanaging she is um I, this episode came out like two years like a year or two after the movie monster in law and i feel like she was just I didn't Jane see Monster Fonda in Law, it. but I'm assuming she was just doing Jane Fonda and Monster in Law, which no shame in that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, okay, she does have like a bone to pick with like the server having a ponytail. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, I do agree. Like, who the hell uses circular cocktail? Yeah, oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm out on that. Yeah, and then so uh, uh, then Natalie and Randy arrive. Um, once Peggy meets back up with Bobby, her husband, and Natalie's mother. 
Julie runs up and is so happy to see her grandparents because you don't know. Like, if you've got extended family that are crappy, you don't know when you're, you know, 12. Actually, you probably do by 12. Um, that's yeah. on Julie. On 12, I, by 12, I knew. Um, but Nat- as it's going on, Natalie gives the 411 on her mom and dad. First, that it's Peggy and Bobby and that um, uh, her dad is, what is it? Uh, he professionally inherits money. Um, right. And then her mom, uh, her two passions hey. are tennis and making Natalie feel like dirt, and she's great at both. Um, which, yeah. I mean, honestly, great exposition. Great you, great way to get the exposition out there. Just because in that situation, you that it's one of the rare situations in life where you spell out how what your relationship with someone is, is when you're about to introduce them to a stranger. <laughs> so it's like... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, although at this point, if I were Natalie, I would take advantage of the fact that Holland Taylor is the age that she is and mm. just rematch it. Let's go. I'm pretty sure she could take her at this point. In tennis? Yeah. Honestly, my, my parents live in a community with mostly people older than them and they all play tennis. I think you'd be surprised. Because if you have no job and you're playing tennis all the time, like tennis is a lot, there's obviously a lot of athleticism, but there's a lot of skill in it too. So I, I, I wouldn't be no, so no, sure No, no, for sure. That. I get that. I, 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 for sure, but I would just spike that motherfucker at them That's every fair. time. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I, we, because we also don't know how good Natalie is at tennis. Like. True. She's got to be at least familiar with it. Yeah. Um, and so Natalie comes in. Well, for, first they have a, they decide to come up with a signal of what, like a safe word basically of what to say. If to get out of the situation, yeah. yeah. And Natalie says that she'll ask uh, Randy, "What time is it?" It's like, yeah. good, yeah. yeah um, that's a good one. Natalie introduces Randy, and Randy's like, "Oh, I heard great things about you uh, about well, the toothpaste." Uh, yeah, not you specifically, but about the toothpaste. And he mentions like about like especially the new toothpaste that has like the mouthwash in it, mm-hmm. and clearly it must have been inspired by the dad. And the dad is just like. Oh, why? Because my breath stinks. And uh, Randy quickly uses that word to get out yeah, of the situation. Yeah, he says, what time is it? Um, yeah. Great stuff. I love how quickly it happens. Um, they don't even like... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not it's like they the wait to pay frame. it off. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as this is happening, we see a shot of the killer. Because with the killer, we're wearing like, black gloves in the first murder, so we know it's the killer. In the coat right. check closet, going into someone's pocket and pulling out some keys. It's very hot fuzz. I mean, it definitely... That's something that I've never personally worried about that because I obviously wouldn't keep anything in my pockets if I was putting it in code check. But uh, definitely a good way to um, steal a vehicle if you're you're so inclined. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, it's obvious... I mean, unfortunately for her, I, I guess it's so crazy how this whole thing works out because... The fact that Disher ends up going to this wedding is, like, the only reason why this happens. Well, yes, the only reason she doesn't get away with it. Jonathan would be right. dead if Disher just didn't happen to go to the wedding, which, you know. Um, and yeah. and I'll just take a little bit of umbrage on behalf of Mr. Monk. And mm. I feel like I'm going to do this all the time because it's really something that stuck with me because it's one of the first things I remember Natalie saying. Or that mm. stuck with me. Was that she mentioned that, like, death follows Monk? Like, mm-hmm. no, my, my friend, it follows you as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> she got the stink on her. Um, yeah, no. And so... Uh, Started the, with Mitch. Yep. And so then we get another scene where uh, Peggy's being rude to Natalie. Where it's like, Natalie, you're a bartender. Uh, tell me what's wrong with this Bloody Mary. And she's like, no, I'm a detective's assistant, yada, yada, yada. But then Randy being... Randy's a great guy. Tastes the yeah. Bloody Mary. And he's like, not enough salary salt, which... 
Very, I, I mean, disagree with. I disagree. I don't think you need celery salt in a Bloody Mary, but uh, okay. But the thing is, I'll say this. What a refined palate to be able to tell. Yeah. No. <laughs> 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. He's a great He's a great wedding guest. He is. 100%. Yeah. Especially, you know what would be great, honestly, because this is, a, you know, even though it's on quote-unquote Pebble Beach, it's a pretty fancy wedding. Him at like a casual beach wedding where he can show up in like a bright Hawaiian shirt and shorts. That is just, and he's coming to the ceremony we, four drinks deep. <laughs> we've already seen it. We've already seen it. I know. It. He, he's he's the, got it. He's, like, it's honestly kind of unfortunate he lives in San Francisco. He's a beach fit king. Like, he just. Oh, yeah. If he was, imagine if he was a Hawaii cop. <laughs> Fuck it. He could even do San Diego and be oh, fine. Oh, God. Yeah, he just would be, uh, man, one of the aviators. Anyway, so we get the, we get the 411 uh, on, I use that phrase twice, on the uh, bride, whose name I forgot to write down what her Teresa. Teresa, right. And it was a T name. Um, that she has dead parents. They met in Hawaii. And she has like a trust fund herself. So it's not about money. Well, not only that, but they met in Hawaii three weeks right. ago. Three weeks ago. Um, it's a whirlwind romance. Yes. And it took me a while to figure out where the hell I saw this chick. And she was like one of Ted Mosby's. She uh, was like, she was the first significant girlfriend on How I Met Your Mother. She correct. was the, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, she is. Also, I mean, I know a bunch of small stuff, but she also is in one of the main, she's in the stable of, this is not for you, but in the stable of Hallmark actresses. She's in like, she's one of like the seven actresses that's in all the Hallmark movies. Um, okay, so did she play that, uh, what's that one chick's name? The one that murdered her like Italian roommate or didn't murder her Italian roommate? No, Amanda Knox? No, I said Hallmark, not Lifetime. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah my bad. Yeah, no, there's no, no mur- I mean, there are murders on Hallmark, and there's Hallmark movies and mysteries, but they're da- more normally like a murder over a baking competition. Uh, that's not a joke, by the way, there's actually a Hallmark uh, series called Murder, She Baked. Anyway. Wait, um, who's the one, who's the one that released the, that one, the Mario Lopez, uh, Colonel That Sanders? was Lifetime. Oh, Lord. Okay. Lifetime is, Lifetime has also, has positive Christmas movies and stuff, too. Whereas, but Hallmark is all, almost all feel good. It's like you know, um, and they the, the, they use they use different stable. Lifetime tends to use younger actresses who are less famous. Hallmark has like the same stable. It's like Lacey Chabert, Candace Cameron Bure, Ashley Williams, who we're talking about here. Um, Kirk who Cameron. Else? Uh, no. Kidding. Who else is on? Lori Loughlin was had a series on there for a while. Now obviously she doesn't. Um, Danica. Now McKellar. she probably. Now she probably. No. Now she's gonna move to the other network. Lifetime, yeah, they have to. Christmas behind bars. She's <laughs> gonna have a series where she plays herself. Anyway, so, um, uh, we just see Monk is at his place and Stamar's watching him, and it's uh, there's just a whole thing where they kind of go back and forth about how sad he is, but then Stamar shoots him up. What's like, he sad about, anyways? That's what I, I was confused. Unclear, about. unclear. Okay, he's left okay. alone. I don't know. But uh, they look at Monk's wedding album, and I think that this is a very sweet scene, and it's not necessary in the plot, which is why I like that it's included. Yeah, they just uh, yeah they they're they're watch uh, they're looking at the photo album and Monk starts to reminisce about how Trudy couldn't stop crying and Stott corrects him and mentions that it was actually him that couldn't stop crying, and uh, and yeah it's a nice little scene um, mm-hmm. completely has nothing to do with anything but uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Yep, and then uh, we then see the gloved hands behind the wheel of a old Volvo. Right, because Disher, Disher went to go get to the, the luggage to check in. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, we get a little, Disher gets run down, like mm-hmm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Sean William Scott. Um, 
and, and as uh, god damn it um but as soon but, but as soon as i saw as soon as i saw disher purposely getting run over i'm like okay i i solved it i know what it is but nailed you got? it and oh. sure enough i nailed it you, how did you what were the clues that you got that from well, I'm just like, why the fuck would they go for this guy randomly when he wasn't mm. even supposed to be there? Like, oh, so you knew that it was... Did you know it was the bride, or...? No, I didn't know it was the bride, but I knew it was like had to do with someone that was at the wedding, yeah, and... Yeah, that Randy and would recognize, that they yeah. knew, they knew Disher. Exactly. And yeah, so Randy gets knocked out, uh, and we cut back, Stavmeyer's there, and Disher's zoinked out on painkillers, so he... He's like, I uh, know the license plate, but the car's right there, which I think is a funny idea. Well, he's he's zoinked out because he has a broken arm and a leg, even though and later on he's too. like on his feet. Like, he, has a, uh, he has a broken, I don't know. He's got some broken bones, um, but he's zoinked yeah. out on pain pills. Um, as like saying zoinked out. Um, yeah, I get it. That, that, and also I also like saying this is unrelated, but whenever someone, remember when Dion Waiters had like a panic attack on the heat plane because he ate marijuana gummies? Yeah. yeah. I've never someone's too high on marijuana gummies. I like say zooming on the gummies. Oh, <laughs> Zoom. this, is like the, this is not as good as like having the biscuit on you, but no. it's up there. I mean, yeah, okay. No, I, really, no, I don't think there's any biscuit usage in this episode. Um, no, I know. I was going to say that. Like, I'm really disappointed by the lack of biscuits. Yeah, yeah. But what is on what is in this episode is a little condensation on the road. Monk knows that the air conditioning was running, and uh, so that means the person was waiting for Disher, and that they didn't right. try to stop either. This was on purpose. Bump bump. Correct. Yes. Um, and also, Monk finds uh, some green mud at the mm. scene. Exactly. Which we know where that comes mm. from, but mm. they don't know that yet. No. And then I didn't write his name down, but the de- the uh, detective from Monterey County comes and says like, "Hey, this is not your case, but I'll loop you and everything." And I really I like this Bristow. Yeah, Bristow. I like this bit because in every cop show, there's always episodes where they're arguing about jurisdiction. There was the whole thing uh-huh. with the ATF, and I like this because they say like, "This isn't your case." And then they seem to work together. Keep you in the loop. No, yeah, they they yeah. work together. It's a per- like there's perfectly friendly. Like there's there's they they like kind of like suggest that there might be some turf war, and it's like nah. Like they're, they're, how, why can't they just be adults and work together? And it's really nice. It's it's a rare to see a healthy relationship between two different police departments in a TV show. Okay, but what but what what separates this mm-hmm. is that there is no friction. Mm-hmm. However, the other cop gets like very little airtime and mm-hmm. very little to do. So I he guess does. that's the change off there. Well, yeah, and I'm fine with that because uh, he's a, seems like a nice enough guy. Um, yeah. But they both have great mustaches. Um, yes. And yeah, he he does what he got to do. He seems like a good cop. Uh, anyway, turns out that the car belonged to uh, Natalie's aunt Madge. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get to meet her during this episode. No, we which didn't is meet aunt Madge. Um, I I guess, but also like we don't know who, we don't know what aunt Madge's deal is. She could be a really boring person. Sure. Um, so, also, but apparent, but the thing that they know is that it had to be someone in the wedding because one, there was a whole staff meeting at the time and no one was missing. And two, the car keys have no indications on them that it's a Volvo. So the person would have to know what car it was. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, there's, uh, there's some chicanery afoot. Damn, chicanery and a foot back to back. Now that's that's beautiful word. Hall of Fame. Uh huh. And so then we get Randy. He's somehow back at the hotel. He's not going to the hospital. Um, well, he did go to the hospital, but now he's back. Right. And uh, of course, then Holland Taylor says to Natalie, 
you know, uh, we have to soldier on. Basically, like, that seems like that's like a catchphrase. Kind of ironic that she cuts uh, Mitch out of everything when she says that she needs to soldier on, but that's whatever. Um, yeah. And then she commits a felony. Oh, good point. Yeah, and yeah. then she commits a felony, uh, which I think about a lot because it's a very funny felony to commit in context. Uh, what, like stealing an evidence bag? Yes, it, that is a felony, and, technically. And, and, and using it to color coordinate like something at the wedding? That, that she wants to use... She, she takes a bag of evidence that is uh, a piece of Randy's jean, khaki, excuse me, with blood on them. And she wants to use the blood as a color reference for the tablecloths. Um, Which, if you're doing that and like the, the day before the wedding, you've got a lot more issues than Yeah, uh, than well, to one, I think the thing is, it's a, we, they met three weeks ago, so they didn't have a time planning. And also, I think when you're that rich, you can do stuff like that. I think That's that there's true. just, yeah. I think just like, you, I think what you have, the, the what becomes like the availability is is there a tablecloth of that color anywhere in the entire bay area you have access to it i feel like is what's happening there yes true um and uh yeah natalie ends up losing the fight with her basically you get the idea that she loses all her fights um which is why she basically cut herself out of her life right and uh you know obviously since disher is uh no longer available guess Mm -hmm. what mr monk you're up and it's unfortunate because Monk can't stay there. The gift shop does not carry the girdle or 4,000. His toothbrush. Yeah. What's he going to do? Mm-hmm. They actually don't answer. Um, no, they don't. I do I like mean, this scene. Yeah, I like the scene where uh, Natalie's like, you're my date to the, you know, the rehearsal dinner. And um, he's like, here's the thing. I can't. No, you're my date. Here's the thing. And she goes, here's, here's the thing. I need you in there. I really like that. I like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I like yeah, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. the nice. here's the thing. Um, yes. And then we finally meet the bride, Teresa. And I'll yeah. say this, honestly, incredibly charming. I get it. I get, I get, I get how she charms all these people into murdering them. <laughs> like I, I am. I mean, she's really I think nice you were person. just look. I think you were just looking at her cleavage, bro. Honestly, like, that. But also, I think that like I just also am very, very uh, gullible. I, I'm very gullible. Yeah. I there's I the the idea that anyone in my life at any point would ever be trying to deceive me, like. You it literally would in order for me to realize someone's trying to deceive me, it needs to be as on the nose as like if I'm like eating a cookie and someone has to say like in this voice, "Huh, nice cookie you got there." That's as on the nose you need to be in order for me to know that you're trying to take something. Okay, okay, hold on a second. All right, you're telling me that if your brother Kevin, let's just say that's his name, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay, the one who'll be more like most likely to do this too. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's say he meets some girl after three and a half weeks and he's getting married and she's charming your ass off every chance she gets. You're telling me you're not suspicious at all? I'm, I would be suspicious. Uh, if, if I'm being 100% frank, I, the, my main concern would be, God damn it, Kevin. I thought, I, 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 you know, I, I, I know you probably are passionate about this girl, but like you can't. Like, I would be much more concerned about his judgment, honestly, than I would be her motives. Honestly. That, that, that's okay, probably more about... Enough. That says more about our relationship than anything else, but like I think that I think that that's the thing that's missing in this is like because I think an actual in- yeah yeah the brother doesn't even like put yeah. up any fights or anything yeah because like because the thing is I think that obviously the money is is a big part of it and I think that that's why you'd be suspicious I think that's the thing too like the what what would a person like why the reason I wouldn't be suspicious of my brother's hypothetical three week bride is because what is what's the end game for her you know like right. Yeah, because we don't know how much access he has to their funds. We don't know what they're diverting. They could, in 
They well, no, no, possibly... no. In the episode, I get it because she clearly has access to a lot of money. I'm talking about Kevin. <laughs> I'm saying, oh, okay, yeah, I don't okay, know. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's like I, I mean, I know, you know, I know. Uh, Kevin's got a good job, but he does not like he's a big nest egg. She's gonna inherit. So anyway, well, yeah. but he also he also could get like Philip Seymour Hoffman. You, in, you heard about like his his kids like don't get anything. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, a big fan of Philip Seymour Hoffman as an actor. Not a big fan of when people do that. I understand you want to avoid people being spoiled, but I think that there's definitely a happy medium. Um, you know, you could set you could set all kinds of conditions. Exactly. You can't you, just to write them off like right off the bat. It just seems kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not a big fan of that. Anyway. Um, she, yeah, she mentions that she lost her parents in 1995. And then she just saying, which I'm not a fan of, is that she says to, uh, Bobby and, uh, Peggy, mm. you said, I can call you mom and dad and mom, dad, I'd love to. Now, the reason I don't like that is not because it's cheesy. It is cheesy. But because there's no, immediately my mind goes to, wait, but if you call them mom and dad, that means you're fucking your brother. Like, that's just immediately where my mind goes. <laughs> it really is. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That's true. Uh, but yeah, she's got no family. Mm-hmm. Like aside aside from her parents, like what? Like no. Now I would be suspicious phone? of that. I would be suspicious yes. of that. That would be like the three week thing. Whatever people make bad decisions. You could but. just you could just say I have family, but mm-hmm. we're estranged. Simple. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I believe me. I know some people that uh, that definitely, if they're not estranged from the family, they should be. Um, but then she invites Natalie to her bachelorette party, uh, which, woo, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it doesn't seem like it would be that lit of a, of a no. bachelorette party because mm-hmm. I don't think that hotel would let that kind of stuff happen. But, you know, mm-hmm. go off. Yeah. And then as this is going on, Monk is – he's he's Monk. And what, what's what's the Monk up to? Um, You know, uh, Monk is being sus- rightfully suspicious. He's uh, No, I'm not talking – what, what is he doing with the kid next to him? I'm not talking about the case. Oh, no, but – Oh, okay. Wait, okay, sorry. So, like, my notes are going super, like... Because there wasn't a lot... I'll tell you right this right now. now. What you think is going to... happens here happens in the next scene. So, it's... The thing with the food is what I'm teeing you up to talk about. Okay. Yeah, well, so he's just, like, messing around with the food. He's trying and... to separate the kid next to him's food. Um, yeah. It's... Yeah, I, I tuned out on that. I was just mostly focusing it, on... That's... The thing is, that's one of Monk's big things, is separating food. Um... Which, you know, that's, in terms of unbalance, that's not that bad of a thing. But it is bad when you do it to a kid. Um, but yeah. don't look a now. A stranger kid. Yeah. And don't look now, though. There is a new photographer at this wedding. And his name is Leland Stottlemyre. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's doing a little bit of a, you know, not undercover. But he's got two. Yeah, he's doing, he's got two reasons to do this. One, obviously they needed someone to volunteer for that. And two... Because they, um, they know, the photographer's missing. They don't know he's dead yet, though. Correct, yes. Um, and, yeah, secondly, you know, he's just trying to get some police lineups, let's just say. Some some uh, show disher. Exactly, Correct. show disher. Uh, and um, then we finally, Jonathan and uh, Teresa meet Natalie and uh, Monk. And uh, Teresa makes a mistake that comes up later. She says, right. how's Sar- how Sergeant Disher? Yeah, my man's not a sergeant. That's that's an LT dot next to his name, baby. That's tenant district to you, and don't you forget it. That's right. Not only that, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's right after they leave. Uh, they mention like they refer mm-hmm. to the fact that like she has no family because mm-hmm. I guess she had one uncle, but he passed. Well, because he... her uncle and her parents died. Jonathan says in a Pan Am flight. Correct. Which and in 1995, which mm-hmm. Pan Am. 
according to Monk, mm-hmm. went out of business in 1991. So, hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just an oversight. I feel like this is 2005, 2006. Wikipedia exists. And also, like, you could have chosen any airline. You could have chosen an airline that still exists. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, does, did Pan Am fly to to Europe? I don't know. Pan, Pan, Pan Am speaks to me like it's between the Americas. Pan America. Yeah, I, true. But Southwest Airlines uh, flies all directions, so who knows? True, um, true. I actually, I actually don't know, mostly because Pan Am went out of business f- uh, five years before I was born. So, um, oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, oh, it's, oh, oh, but you were fully, you, you remember Pan Am fa- fondly. You Wait, you were born in 1996? Yeah. Oh, God, that's horrible. I, I I'm, I'm done, I'm done with this podcast. I I'm honestly, out. yeah. I, I'm out. I, anyway, th- then I was, I was actually watching this episode with my mom because I'm back in Florida and I asked her what she would do in this next scene if she was one per- the person in it. And she said, quote, I would die. And what has, so what happens that made my mother say what I think is a fair thing to say? Um, I mean, what that they? Oh, when they find the dead body? Yes, the woman who finds oh. it. Yeah, no, that's fucking horrible. I mean, how no, do what you happens? I'm asking you what happened. You can. Okay, okay, oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. So yeah, so we cut to like the scene in the spa, and all the ladies are in there, you know, getting their uh, skincare and all that shit on. Mm-hmm. And this lady like hops in the the pit or whatever the hell the you mud call bath. it, pool. Yeah, yeah, a mud bath. And how she didn't feel a body underneath her or anywhere Unclear. next to her, I don't know. Unclear, but it's but, good. I like it for cinematic reasons that she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but like somehow she must have stirred the body and it released the gas that we know all bodies released mm-hmm. after a while. And sure enough, the body pops up, everyone freaks out. And yeah, that's a fucking horrible thing to have to yeah. deal with. Yeah. I, I, I mean, granted, yeah. like his head wasn't missing or anything no. like, ridiculous But like it's that. a body that you sat on top of. It's just not great. And, and you don't know how long it's been there. No. Um, you, you can assume it hasn't been there long because no. it's at like a fucking Four Seasons or something. Yeah. But yeah. Then uh, Monk is signing Disher's cast and he keeps using Whiteout because he's not signing it right. Um not great, but as this is happening, no. Stoudemire is showing him photos, and none of the people are Disher recognizes none of them as the driver. Um, and Monk and asks, every, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Monk asks if there are any photos of Teresa, and Stoudemire says no, but that puts well, a little no. There, there are. But oh right, you like... don't see your face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't see your face in them. Yeah, which is a very, very strange. I don't know what voice I was doing there. Um, I think you were doing uh, Farmer Elmer Fudd. Yes, there, yep, I was doing Elmer Fudd a little bit. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. And then this is where they get word that there was a murder downstairs, uh, and Monk is tasked to find Natalie, and he has to go to the bachelorette party. Um, and I actually, I think that the joke that comes out of the scene is very funny. Um, but what's going on at the bachelorette party? Uh, there's a, there's some trouble. There's an officer of the law. Yeah, someone called uh, 187 on a stripper cop. No, that's not true. Um, no, you know, it's very much the typical, you know, girls' night out, bachelorette party, where there's a cop. Uh, I, I, would lo- I would have loved to have seen him uh, actually get into the door, like that mm-hmm. whole scene. Uh, like, you know, oh, excuse yeah. me, I heard there's a disturbance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Monk, for as smart as he is, is the most oblivious person when it mm-hmm. comes to anything remotely sexual. Mm-hmm. So he comes in the room and he's like trying to interrupt Natalie to let her know what's going on. And, uh, and so she heads off 
and he like motions to the 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 stripper because he hasn't gotten he hasn't stripped yet. No, he's still uh, yeah he's still he, he's still dancing around, and uh, and Monk's like you know what hey we found a body downstairs uh, I think we're gonna need you. And my guy, or no, does, he doesn't tell him what it is because obviously he wouldn't have gone if that. No, was yeah, he says he says they they want you. We downstairs. need you. Yeah, they want you downstairs. So he takes off and he picks up his boombox. And Monk's like, "What? What? What is that?" He's like, "It's my boombox." He's like, "All right, cool, I guess." And uh, and yeah, bachelor party has been um, cock blocked by Mr. Monk. Yeah, sad stuff. Sad you really stuff hate to officer, see that. Sad stuff for Officer Feel Good. Um, yeah. I mean, okay, I feel like he should have picked a better name because, like, Dr. Feelgood is the yeah. stripper. Yeah, uh, 100%. Yeah, I was like, Officer, um, Officer, uh, I don't know. I've tried. I, Doc, I, doctor, Dr. Feelgood here. I heard someone needs a hot beef injection. Exactly. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, um, they go down to the, uh, to the place and uh, the, the bud baths and to Monk, the spa. Let's yeah, call it the spa. spa. The spa and Monk determines that it's the photographer because he has like a discoloration on his fingertips. Um, and uh, then they stop on Natalie. Notice, well, Natalie notices the stripper and it's like, uh, well, why is he here? And Monk goes, oh, he's with me. <laughs> which yeah, which is great. I love that. And it's like he's not a real cop. And it's like, no, hold on. And so basically, like, hold on a sec. And they're basically trying to convince Monk. And Monk is in complete denial. Because he just could yeah. not fathom the idea that a stripper would even exist. Right. And that's when they mentioned doc- uh, his name, not Doctor. Uh, it's Officer, Officer Feelgood. Feelgood. Yeah. yeah. And and then we just cut to the wedding. Uh, yeah, no, we don't. Don't be ridiculous. You missed a joke I like a lot, which is Monk accidentally oh, drops some mud on his shoe. Then as he trips back and gets mud all over his pants, and... Uh, they're like he's like I need a towel I need something bigger and the stripper right. instinctively throws his shirt <laughs> right and that's what what convinces yeah Bugs I think you might, be, you might not be a cop yeah great that's stuff uh, also point. great stuff from the stripper just like the situational awareness just be like I'm gonna give this guy my shirt like a lot of people say that oh he'd give his shirt off his back but this guy does and I appreciate that yeah true and then we cut to the wedding um, which it's it's um, as a one uh, Brendan Yuri once said what a beautiful wedding um, although this obviously doesn't have the same drama. Actually, it's equal amount of drama as that song. Um, wow. It, that took me like a fucking, like three seconds to realize what the hell you're doing. The, the thing is, the lo- I really do, I, in my normal life, would like to speak like this as much as possible, where I just talk in riddles, where I just reference things and keep talking. And this is the only avenue where I really feel like I'm allowed to, and it really is nice to do it over Zoom because I get to keep talking and then watch your face as you're like, what the fuck does he mean by, uh, oh, right. Um, the, now, nothing, th- that one doesn't compare nearly as much as how disappointed you were in me when you put together the rundown with The Rock and Sean William Scott. That really was, that was a problem. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that one was like a fucking deep, deep Yeah, people forget that The Rundown was a movie. I don't. I saw it. I, I just remember, remember seeing the trailer. I just remember seeing the trailer where The Rock says, give me The Rundown. And I was it. like eight when I saw it, and I watched it like at home. Oh, I think God, we were... I fucking hate your guts every time you yeah. harken back to what yeah, age yeah. you were when you saw something. Yeah, uh, and it, well, I just don't remember that much of it, but it was fine. I think I don't know. Anyway, uh, so it's a beautiful wedding. Um, uh, Julie's the flower girl. Uh, Monk, of course, uh, is trying to pick up all the flowers after she drops them, and Natalie gets to stop. Gets him to stop. But we then go Perfect. to the photo studio for Frank Ruddle. 
the photographer who was murdered. And my guy was Baroque. He needs the he, yeah. needed, he needed the second stimmy. Yeah, he was Baroque, and we're not talking about Beethoven's Fifth Symphony no, or we're anything not. like that. Mm-hmm. By the way, I was really pissed because I really wanted to use that 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 line, but I don't know how it goes. But I think it's but the bridegroom is a whore. Yes, no, it's uh, what a beautiful wedding, beautiful wedding. Uh, uh, beautiful it, no, someone says to a waiter, "Yes, but what a shame! What a shame! Poor groom's bride is a whore." Yeah. 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 Okay. Sad stuff. Um, you really would think that they closed the goddamn door. But anyway. Um, yeah, well, he was a broke you, but yeah. but he was but he was looking. He was he was in the market for some new real estate. Mm-hmm. What and does that the, tell you? He thinks he's gonna come with just money. Also, put your money in real estate, guys. It's great investment. Um, I I don't have the money to put in real estate, and I don't know if I ever will. But if you do have money, put it in real estate. Is what people tell me. Um, yeah. Why? I mean, is what people tell you. No, 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 it is absolutely like I'm fully convinced that I'm gonna live a life of just tenant, mm-hmm. uh, renter relationship, mm-hmm. and, and I'm fully convinced I'm gonna live a life of tenant relationship. As in, I'm gonna spend the rest of my life inverted, baby. Tenant, tenant, fucking slaps, man. Anyway, I had a great movie. I love, <laughs> love it. Tenet. I anyway. don't understand what the fuck happened. But I, I'll be great. honest with you. I think I did, but that's only because I'm me and spent the next the rest of the night putting it together in my mind. Anyway. Uh, there you go. Jay Chrissy, guy who thinks he knows everything. I don't think I know everything. Believe me. I used to think I know everything, and now I know I don't know a lot of stuff that's important. But all the stuff that isn't important, I know. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm... I, if it's not important, I know it. But anyway, we're not talking about that. So, uh, the wedding's going on. Oh, oh and so, so Stott, he basically... He, he, got, he has the piece of evidence that he needs. It's in, like, a vanilla envelope. Brings it to the wedding. Shows it to Monk. It's our good friend Teresa, but with blonde hair, at another wedding. Your girl. That might be the first use of your girl. Yeah, not a lot of female murderers on the show. Um, no. And uh, she, it's a vast story about how she murdered her husband in Philadelphia. She probably poisoned the water. Um, sorry. Yeah, and this, and this Black Widow isn't being played by Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. But, no. But she's, she's, a, a, she's, a, she's a bad, bad person. She's a bad, she's, you have to say bad person because you can't say, like, a bad, bad girl just sounds way too sexual and I don't like it. Yeah, that. yeah, you cannot say bad girl. Shout yeah. out to uh, this comedian, Joe uh, Quazala, I forget even how to pronounce it, it's one of those weird names that has a C and a Z next to it, Joe Quazala, I think or something like that. Polish? He has a, Polish? Yeah, he has a joke where it's about how the how different um, the phrases bad guy and bad boy are. Like, oh, he's a bad boy. It's like, oh no, he's a bad guy. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, shots at that. But uh, so basically, they know what they know what's up. Um, and uh, after that, Natalie's trying to convince her mother that it's uh, that they're the same person, and she th- thinks it's all just a ploy because it's about Mitch. Which like, fuck you, Peggy. Wow. Yeah, dude. No, like, oh my god. Honestly, and yeah, she's the fucking worst. Uh, and. God, the fact that Natalie even showed faith. I mean, granted, she probably loves her brother, but like, I would fucking hate to be at a wedding with, with family members like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she's not convinced, which is also like you—you you really care so little about your son. We're just like save face and just just like not avoid like a slight embarrassment. You're gonna risk his life, like man. 
Rich people don't get embarrassed by anything. Why the fuck should she care anyway? Well, no, no. The thing is, they do. They get embarrassed by appearances. That's the thing. Like they get embarrassed by things like a minor snuff, like snafu at the wedding. They don't get embarrassed by like you know having child slaves work for their companies overseas. You know, like that's the difference. Fair, fair. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, Monk almost catches the guard. Okay, yeah. Hold on. Sorry, sorry. Did, did, we mentioned, okay, so we know she's a black widow, but we know, now we know that Disher busted her. In yes, Philly right, right. That's six why she years called ago. him Sergeant, because he was a sergeant. Correct. There. Correct. And so, yeah. how long has he been in San Francisco? Only Unclear. Probably, uh, the show's, this is season four, so he probably moved shortly afterwards. Um, okay. But, uh, anyway, um, Monk then cuts in to dance with uh, Teresa in a scene I really like. I like when Monk talk goes face to face with the murderers. Usually it doesn't happen because usually he finds out who the murderer is at the end of the episode, like right at the end. But I like this is I think there's a nice scene um, where he's dancing uh, with her. Yeah, no, it is nice, and I like the touch where he has two napkins in his hands <laughs> yeah. because he doesn't want to touch her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Should I be insulted?" Um, once again, fully understand how she convinced, like, I think four guys at least to marry and then get murdered by her. Um, definitely, I'd definitely be a good bark. Thank God I don't have any money. Um, but we learned her name was Darlene Coolidge, which, um, at another point, we also, I think that she was going by the name Phyllis. So it's kind of weird that she went by Phyllis and Darlene. She's picking, like, old women names, like Darlene and Phyllis. Yeah. Like, Teresa, at least, is, like, you know, it's not a super young name nor a super old name, but, um... And she's, like, very, very, very... The perfect mix of, like, a little bit, like, threatening, but also, you know, in the way that female murderers are often portrayed, seductive at the same time, says, like, I'm not who you think I am, but if I was such a woman, would you want to get in my way? Which, good point. Good point. Yeah. But, you know, uh, yeah, we we know what the score is, Mm -hmm. and we know that things are not going to end up well for her. Speaking of score... They stop dancing because the song's over. And then Jonathan comes over and is like, oh, this is our song. And it's clearly just a random public domain instrumental. Whose song is a p- random like a piece of like a, a ballroom dancing music? I didn't even notice that fucking scene at all. Like at all. Oh, it's just, honestly, it's a brief thing. I've also seen this episode. This episode was on a lot in syndication, so I'm very familiar with it. But like, okay. I've never noticed that before. But like, think about it. Imagine like, oh my God, it's our song. And it's just like, the third song and like uh orchestra songbook like that'd be <laughs> weird yeah or like uh on eagle's wings or something exactly um so it's her song anyway um uh so they're then cutting the cake monk obviously has a conniption when he sees them rub it all over the faces um and then uh, we get then stalmar comes back with evidence he went he broke into a room uh, and he found the hat and a muddy, uh, muddy shoe. They got her, except they don't, because that's not admissible um, at all. And uh, they, so they need Randy to ID her. Right. So Stahl gets up there. He, he's like, I'm going to go get him. I'll be right back. And Monk needs to stall. And this, anytime anyone has to stall on anything, it makes me cringe. So this is not just a Monk thing. But, uh, uh-huh. yeah. Monk no, absolutely. To, yeah. Monk stalls. And he first starts off by saying, I think, uh, some good words. Where he says, Mary, my wife, Trudy, said that marriage was 90% love, 10% forgiveness. And she knew about forgiveness because she was married to me. That's honestly a great line. Great line for, like, just a wedding thing. It's, like, not offensive to anyone. Just whatever. But then it just kind of goes downhill. Yeah, but, I mean, like, he's not a great public speaker. So yeah. I kind of... I, I understood the path he was going on. Oh, I... 
it's nice that he at least knows what to do to like imitate a wedding speech <laughs> like, no absolutely that's true um he thanks the waiters and waitresses which honestly they clear clearly holland taylor wasn't thanking them um and as this is all happening we get clips of like stamar carrying disher and pushing over people and just like honestly just being a linebacker um yeah and then julie recites a poem that makes no sense in the context of a wedding um, what kind of a what kind of a uh, whose poem was that again? Honestly, don't remember. Seen this after like seven times. Never bothered to clock that. Um, but uh, she's not very good at public speaking either. But once again, she used twelve and is not was is not me when I was twelve. Um, nothing worse than a right. kid who's good at public speaking. Uh, did I ever tell you the story of when when I was five? Um, I was in my kindergarten class. We all did a thing for Earth Day in front of the whole uh, school, and uh, it was my part. And I was super. When loud. is Earth Day? When is Earth Day? Uh, April 23rd, I think. Something like that. Uh, that sounds familiar. Uh, let me actually look this up, because I don't know why you just challenged me on that. That was Because, weird, like... That was a weird thing to, uh... Uh, it's... Okay, it's April 22nd. Um... Bitch. So, anyway. Uh, so... <laughs> yeah, I like, got him! I fucking got him! Okay. That's... You, you got... I was one day off. Um... Anyway, so I was doing a speech or whatever. I got really close to the microphone, and it was really loud. And um, I don't remember how I heard the story, but apparently my older brother, Kevin, aforementioned, someone leaned over to him and said, is that your little brother? And he said, no. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, my point being, it's good that Julie's bad at public speaking. So uh, then Monk talks about, you know, when I was just a lad, well... I was really more of a fella, which I think is a great. I think it's just a funny line. <laughs> you pick up on so many things I don't. It's Once crazy. again, I think the thing is, especially that line, that's something that I, we, I, I definitely referenced a little bit growing up with my brothers because we saw this episode was on all the time. It's education, so like just, I've uh, just a lot because uh, I don't need to pay attention to the plot because I know what's going to happen, you know. And then as right. speaking of plot, right. Randy, Randy falls in. He basically gets wheeled in by one of those like bellhop carts. Um, mm-hmm. and he comes in. He has the most badass moment you can have on the ground in a cast, where he's like, "Long time no see, darling," which is a dope yeah. thing to say to someone who's changed their identity a bunch. No, absolutely, and uh, yeah, you know, Disher not cancelable this whole episode. Great, Great episode for yeah. him. Honestly, good point. This is probably the most screen time Disher's had without getting canceled. <laughs> yeah, because like he'll always like he'll give, but then he'll take like I, I, right I, after that. Uh huh. Exactly. He'll be like. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here for you if you need me. And then turn around and go, hubba, hubba, nice cans. No, he doesn't ever do that, but that type or of thing. Or, like, here, have a roofie colada. Mm, exactly. Uh, and, yeah, apparently they lost track of her in Seattle in 2001. Um, coincidentally, the same time and place that Ichiro started playing in the major leagues. Nothing to do with each other, but also a thing that's happening in Seattle in 2001. Um, who, can, who can know? Who can know that? No, yeah. Uh, she was on house number three. And, yes. um, yeah. And... She then immediately does the thing that honestly smart play. It doesn't end up working out, but smart play. She takes Jonathan hostage and asks for the yeah with jet. a fucking with a fucking cake cutting cake knife. Cake. What are you gonna do with that? I, she didn't have a lot of options at the moment. I mean, but she, she says I I do really like the performance that Ashley Williams gives here, where she completely changes her complete her whole oh vibe. Yeah, yeah like she's like yeah. actually like actually sinister. Um, and I, I love how she says um. I think a really nice touch for uh, her character is how she um, says, like, so, 
dad. Like, she calls him dad. Like, you have a private jet. Which, like, that's dope, honestly. Like, to bring to call that back while you have a knife to his son's throat is, like, great stuff, murderer-wise. She broke bad oh, right wow. then and there. Yep. Um, also, I'm not crazy. Breaking Bad was really not... Was that a tone you ever heard before the show? Like, I never heard uh, Breaking Bad? Like, Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. No. Definitely one of those things and, where... And, and since then, not really... No. I think that, honestly, I think that's just probably like a Virginia saying that no one had the heart to tell Vince Gilligan was not universal. Um, kind of like how uh, in no one had the heart to tell Mitch Hurwitz, the creator of Rest Development, that only like his family called jelly beans candy beans. Anyway, um, I don't know if that's actually true, but they called jelly beans candy beans exclusively on Rest Development, and I think that that's ha- what had to have happened. Um, but what happens in this? We did not even know that. Is this a thing that's necessary to know? No, I know it. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Natalie g- goes full attack mode, grabs uh, the knife, kicks her down, and says, "Stay away from her family. We already have enough problems." Not only does he kick her, she <laughs> kick her down. She puts like her heel to her neck mm-hmm. or her face. What have I said? What have I said? Natalie is about it. She's about it. No, for sure, for sure. She'll, no, I mean, I. She, it's it's. You I would think you would think because Sharona has the accent and like the backstory and everything that she's like more down. Like, no, I think Natalie is much more down to, to beat someone up. No, for sure, and like it's crazy to think about it now because basically this is my first time watching the show and I'm already like Team Natalie, like yeah, already. Yeah, and I, I wasn't. I don't want to spare Sharona. I just really no, I don't either. I really like about Natalie specifically how she. He seems he's more patient with Monk, but also how she's definitely more ride or die. Like there's you ne- like there's times where obviously she threatens to quit or like is like it, where she's for example not getting paid enough money, like understandable. Whereas like Sharona's like, oh you uh, like you said you were a little bit you had like a phobia that is why I'm your nurse and now I'm gonna quit. Like that's kind of that felt like her vibe and uh, yeah, true. Um, so yeah, and then we get the ending scene, which is. In the same way that Natalie's dad did not earn his money that he inherited, this scene is not earned in the episode because it involves Natalie's mom putting Mitch's... Because we didn't mention this. Mitch, there's a piano that everyone has photos on and Mitch never right. had a photo on there. It's an important thing for the family. And her mom puts a photo of Mitch on the piano and it's like all forgiven. It's like, bitch, and I don't like to use that word, but bitch, he's been dead for like seven years. He died in combat. He is the father of your granddaughter. It is too late. Too late. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I will play devil's advocate on Please one do. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we know nothing about Mitch at all. Well, we know he, he was died. a coward, actually. But they don't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, you said that. Um, yeah, but we don't know. Like, maybe he was an asshole to, like, That's him. true. I Who think, knows? I think, but I think you get the vibe based on what Natalie says about her time right. growing up. That it was because he didn't come from money is why they don't like him. Because he was, right. got in the, he was in the Air Force um, and that he wasn't, you know, the right person to marry. Um, all those things um, that... Uh, the, the things you know when someone says you know they're the bad guy. Um, the moment anyone says, like, they're not from a good family, it's like, oh, that's clock the bad guy. Um, but yeah, def- just not earned. Like, the, it, it really frustrated me. Because, not that, they, 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 I'll tell you this, they come back, like, once or twice, the parents, and it's not like they have a good relationship, but it is kind of like, that's like, so, that's, uh, they, I don't think they make a big enough deal to how disrespectful that is, that... They have family photos of everyone and everyone's spouses. And you look at that piano, they have like 15 photos on there. 
I mean... Yeah, it's unclear. It's un- Are they the only two kids? Do we know that? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I mean, obviously that's... I think Natalie rightfully is offended by it, but at the same time, it doesn't consume her. No, like, it doesn't. Because, like, she knows. She knows the deal. Like, it's She knows whatever. the shit. Like, that she's made... I think she's made... She hasn't made peace with his, the relationship, but she has given... Like, she's made peace with them being shitty, so she doesn't really expect more of them. Um, right. Which, which okay, which is why also Devil's Advocate, like, um, that small gesture by her mom yeah. is, like, that's probably, I, like, a pretty big step. I, I think it's step one to healing. I don't think it's... It's not enough, I think. No, um, it's not enough. No, no. not at all. But it's at yeah, the same time... Exactly. It's, it's nice. It's I story. like I like the symbolism of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that Holland Taylor, great job in this episode, just really making me hate her. Um, yeah. Really. In a way that's like, feels... It, it's obviously over the top, but it feels like... I also think that Trailer Howard is really good in it. That she plays... She doesn't... She plays it, honestly, really quietly. Like, she doesn't ever blow up. She doesn't ever lose her cool with her. And you can kind of tell that she... You be- I think you are more willing to believe the crazy stuff that Holland Taylor's doing because Natalie seems so broken and beaten down by it that it's like she's reacting like someone who has lived with this her whole life. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So what would you give this episode out of 10? Um, I'm going to give it a 7. Really? I like this episode a lot. I was going to give it an 8.5. That's crazy. This might be the biggest gap we've had thus far. Yeah, no. I, 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 like I said, I usually subtract 0.5 mm-hmm. for, uh, uh, for not having a here's what happened scene ah, in any fair. capacity. Fair. Um, but also like, it was whatever, like I kind of, I, unfortunately I was so looking forward to Disher being like a main part of this episode mm-hmm. that it kind of let me down That's in the true. end for that. There's, there's some Disher episodes coming up. There's the dish, the dish gets dished. Um, we go, we, we, there's a, there's a, there's a Randy centric episode that I'm going to see if we can get a special guest on for, um, that's like season five or six. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I like this episode, but it doesn't matter. You, you know, please let us know what you think, guys. Um, uh, unless your thought is, this episode's terrible, you don't know what you're talking about, or this episode's the best episode, you don't know what you're talking about. If you're going to tell us that we don't know what you're talking about, I don't whatever. Um, but please rate, review, subscribe to the show. Um, follow us on Twitter, at Strictly Monk, and Andre Barrera, will follow you. You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you could follow me at the J Christie. Uh, like I said, uh, rate, review, subscribe, share it with people. Um, uh, I currently hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on. We we completely fucked this scheduling. What? Because I'm looking at it and not the next episode, but the one after that. I I know, I know, I know. We fucked up the Christmas, whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't feel good about it. Um, but um, anyway, yeah, there's two episodes from now is a Christmas episode. Um, we also did the same thing with the election. Um, so we really should we really should have either. Yeah, I mean, we need to like. This is the thing. What I'll this. say is, what I'll say that there's two possibilities. The kind part of me is like, we should have started this podcast to to uh, like a week earlier, and the unkind part of me is like, there are three or four times that we needed to reschedule or skip an episode that we we didn't. That's true. That's <laughs> I, true. No, I'm kidding. I don't care. It's all good. Um, but more importantly than all that, all the petty squabbles. Uh, please tune in next week because obviously we're taking Friday off because of Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. Excuse me. Um, uh, Yeah, it feels weird to say. Please tune in as we talk about Mr. Monk and Little Monk. Let's get monkey!